so when I think of Vitavu, I just think of heinous, sharp, scrappy offwits. <laughs> How much of it is that versus finger cracks, other other things? You know, it's hard to like. I climbed almost every hard finger crack in Vitavu except home on the range, and there was one or two other like kind of well-known ones that I didn't get around to trying. Uh, but when you think of a finger crack, you don't really think of the kind of finger cracks you get in Vitavu because <laughs> they're really more like hand cracks where hmm. it's so, it's like, it's a finger crack in the back, oh. but it's so flared. Everything is so flared that you're almost doing like these like weird flared cupped hand jams with your fingers like shoved into a crack at the back or it's like these weird flared hands that you're protecting with finger-sized cams and then like so it's you know you're never like doing finger locks the way they feel in indian creek or like index or squamish or or any other place and and even like the cracks of all other sizes, you know, it's like it isn't all off with, but it all kind of feels really physical and burly and phys- like, you know, there there is like these sneaky off with sections on most routes. And mm. but I would say like rather than being defined by wide cracks, it's defined by flared cracks. Okay, and it just it makes everything it makes the gear kind of scary and <laughs> difficult to place on a lot of stuff. And it makes like, it makes everything so, so physical. And I learned so much climbing this like really weird style, Yeah, but there also is like a a significant amount of wide cracks and a lot of like notorious test pieces and things that just require these tricks that you never use anywhere else. (laughs) Interesting that you described that that process, you felt like that process made you stronger leading up to home on the range what were some of the things you that you learned either about the specific climbing techniques or uh, logistical or tactical stuff maybe i don't even know like how you tape different parts of your body (laughs) what are some of the things that you learned from climbing there well i I definitely learned a lot about all of those things i had the opportunity to climb with a lot of people that have spent a lot of time there and and really like know how to deal with the the harshness of the Vitavu rock because it is really sharp. It's like J tree only sharper. Hmm. It's kind of crazy. Jesus. And so I learned a lot of like just tactics in terms okay. of how to tape, how to like protect my shoes by you know, there's this thing that like everybody does there apparently where you you buy like powdered rubber and you mix it with barge cement and then what? you like coat the top of your shoes what? so that you have more rubber on top of your shoes. No And it way. kind of, yeah, it makes them last longer. <laughs> and it also just makes them way stickier, especially if you're doing some kind of inverted thing. Okay. And I learned, like, I started using, like, elbow pads and knee pads and figured out how to get away with not wearing long sleeves and pants in the middle of summer mm. by by doing that. Because when I first showed up, I was like, how am I ever going to survive here? I, I hate climbing in pants <laughs> and it's summer and this is like <laughs> the off with land. Um, but I figured out, I figured out how to navigate that in my own way. And then I also learned like, I learned a tremendous amount about just like climbing off with in general, coming back to the creek it's shocking how much easier they feel. Like ones oh, cool. that I 
struggled my way up last season. I, I can just, you know, cruise up and, and I, I know how to climb sizes. I still, I still struggle with anything bigger than five, like sixes are still really hard for me. And, uh, I'm like ridiculously bad at chimneying, which is kind of funny because, you know, like <laughs> chimney's not supposed to be hard, <laughs> but I have such a hard time with it. <laughs> uh, I blame my long limbs and uh, lack of technique, but I did get better at, you know, like all of that stuff. And it's really cool. And I, I have more of an appreciation for it now too. Okay. Okay. God, there's so much I want to hit on with that. With the uh, knee bar pads, or the the knee pads and elbow pads, are you using like knee bar pads or more traditional? No. Okay. No, because it's not like about friction. Right. It's just about abrasion. Protection. Okay, abrasion protection. Yeah. Is it, are these just like neoprene sleeves that you buy from the like Rite Aid or something? Or yeah, pretty much. Okay. Interesting. And then with the different sizes, you just mentioned having a hard time with fives. I'd love to hear, like, how do you think about approaching some of those different sizes as far as like what, let's say just like what uh, hand techniques you're going to use? I mean, I'm, I'm totally a noob at all this stuff, but I'm, you know, vaguely familiar with like butterflying and, and all these different ways that you match your hands together and stuff. So let's start with like, I don't know, what, what's a, what's a good hand size for you? Like two or three? Yeah, for me, I can I can even get like really cupped hands in tight fours. Okay. Um, because like it's pretty much I'm doing cupped hands up until I can get fists. Okay. And I get fists and starting in tight fours, and then I don't really do any stacks until there's some way that I can get like a lock, you know, like a calf lock, because otherwise you can't move your stack up mm. if you can't let go with both hands at once. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed that teaser of this week's follow-up. If you want full access to follow-ups, you can sign up for $5 a month on Patreon at patreon.com slash thenuggetclimbing, or you can go to thenuggetclimbing.com and click on the support the podcast button at the top. If you're on your smartphone, just tap those two little lines at the top of the page and you'll see the button in the drop-down menu. $5 per month gets you access to all follow-up calls, past and future. As long as you are a member, you'll have access to all of them. As you just heard in the teaser, I've been recording some follow-up conversations with past guests on the show to talk about what they've been up to lately and to go even further into the weeds on a specific topic than we typically would on the podcast. Follow-ups are 20 to 30 minutes in length, occasionally longer, and I will be releasing one every other week to make sure I always have plenty of podcast guests to follow up with. If you sign up for follow-up calls, what you are really doing is supporting the regular podcast and helping me continue to chase down interesting guests so I can pick their brains and bring you new nuggets every week. And by signing up on Patreon, you get some bonus content to look forward to as well. In addition to getting access to follow-ups, I will also let you know who's coming up on the show, and you can submit patron questions for upcoming guests, as you have undoubtedly heard in other episodes of the podcast. Five bucks per month. Think of it as buying me a beer at the local brewery after a long day of climbing. Whether or not you choose to sign up, Thank you for listening, and feel free to share the podcast with your friends or leave a rating on your listening app. 
It truly helps, and I appreciate you for tuning in. I am very grateful for you guys. Much love to you all. We'll see you next time.